This is The Lydia Project, Conversations with Christian Women. Our name is inspired by the life-changing conversation that Lydia had with Paul, recorded in Acts 16. On this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of women whose lives have also been impacted by the truth of the gospel. Your hosts, Tori Walker and Taryn Hayes, hope that you too will be challenged and inspired by how the gospel truths are being worked out in the lives of their guests, ordinary women who serve an extraordinary God. Today, your host is Taryn Hayes. With Mothers Down the Horizon, Tori and I saw the opportunity to learn from others, not only how Jesus has rescued them, but also how they're passing the love and knowledge of God down to their own children. I personally love hearing from other mums, but this episode allowed me a glimpse into the heart of a daughter who has learned from her mum. Perhaps the most striking thing is hearing how some of the most simple habits of this mum have left an enormous gospel-sustaining impression on her daughter. Here's Emmeline and Carola Williams. Welcome to the Lydia Project, Carola and Emmeline. Lovely to have you both. Thank you. Thanks. So, Carola... Tell us about your family. We have Emmeline here, we have Emily. but you have more people in your immediate family. Yes, so we do. tell us about everyone. So I'm married to David. He's Australian, I'm not. And we met a long, long time ago back in Namibia and then got married. Fast forward, along came Emmeline. And then a little while later, we had Charlotte, who is now 16. And then we had always planned to only have two, but there was another one lurking there. (laughs) So four years later, we had Elliot who is shortly turning 13. Mm, that's around the corner. Mm, yeah, so he'll have probably a birthday in isolation. Oh, we'll have yes. to have a Zoom party. We'll, we'll see, yeah. see how we go. And yes, that's my family. We And a dog. We have a dog. So I thought it would be fun to ask you guys some quick questions. Mum, Carola, what is Anne's favourite colour? Come on. <laughs> Blue. Is she right? Yes. <laughs> Does it change? I guess. I guess. What about mum's favourite colour? Is your favourite colour blue? Mine is blue. Okay. There you go. I feel like I'm going to be so bad at these questions. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. How about mum's pet hate? What's mum's pet hate? Ooh. Oh, one of them. I'm sure we have yeah. many. <laughs> <laughs> when we run out of coffee... I feel like that just makes you sad, though. Like, you don't hate it. No, it never happens. I make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> Actually, I do have one. We don't hang up our towels properly. Yes. 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 That, I, I hear about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes, because I don't understand how they dry in a big heap. They don't. No, they don't. They <laughs> just get smelly. They get smelly. Um, pet hate of Emmeline's. She's very restrained, so... I was talking about it this morning. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> was mum listening? Were you listening? <laughs> Group assignments? Yes! Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. the one. <laughs> and why don't you like group assignments? Because people don't do the assignment. Oh. And it's frustrating. <laughs> And then you end up doing extra work? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I also didn't like group assignments for the same mm. reason. 
Mm, chasing up people. Chasing up people. Is it? Just all of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about what is Anne's favorite book? Oh. Or one of? That is so hard, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> she has read just about everything in this house. Okay, that's not true. My <laughs> <laughs> favorite book. I know that you love Tolkien, so. Lord of the Rings. Is that phase over? Maybe. <laughs> it's not really my favourite book. No. <laughs> uh, help me. Yeah, and what's Mum's favourite? To Kill a Mockingbird? You have definitely told me at some point that it's yes. your favourite book. Yes. <laughs> yes. Snap! Yes. Snap. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well done. I, I don't know what yours is. I don't think I have a What would be up books? there? To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that book. Yeah. 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 Did you like the second one? I haven't read the second one. Oh, don't. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who love it, absolutely love it. And for me, it mm-hmm. was disappointing. I think I'm just scared I'll be disappointed, so I don't <laughs> want to read it. <laughs> okay, so those are some of our fun questions. And I'm going to ask you a couple more serious ones. Um, M, what childhood memories really stick with you of things that your mum did to point you to Jesus? I was thinking about this. I don't know that I have many things from when I was little, but more recently, I think especially when I was like 14, 15, mum would always get up early to read the Bible and that always sticks with me because she'd do it every single day or most days. And there was I with my really sporadic Bible reading schedule and I'd sometimes be reading it like midnight because that's when I get to it and then mum would get up and read it at the same time every day and that always really yeah sticks with me inspires me to be more consistent <laughs> every time I think of it yeah I think you're gonna make me cry <laughs> <laughs> mum what, what were your biggest fears and desires for your kids when you started out on this journey of motherhood? Oh, there were lots of fears. I was so reluctant to become a mum. I always wanted children, but after school I went to Germany and did a year of nannying. Loved it. But the takeaway that I had was that it's really hard to bring up children. And I think it's more difficult maybe when you're looking after someone else's children, even though they became like my own, I loved them dearly. And I wonder whether there's a difference when you have your own children. So yeah, I wasn't looking forward to making that decision to start a family, even though we wanted to. We knew we wanted children. So for me, that was a huge hurdle to make that decision and God took it out of my hands. Emmeline just announced herself (laughs) and there she was. So that was good because they were definitely irrational fears that were just about the birth mainly as well. So something really unhelpful was when people would say, women have done this for millennia, you know. (laughs) And so I don't say that to young women. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Everyone's done it. I think when I started off, I felt the weight that it was up to me how my children turn out. Mm. And that took quite a long time to realise 
that it's not so much up to me and that despite of me they grow up either okay or not and what I wanted in the beginning very much was for my children to grow up into beautiful lovely citizens who are independent and successful in life however you want to define success and after many years I realized that that is not a very good goal <laughs> it's not a godly goal because they don't belong to us they belong to God God has his story for them. Our job is to guide them to the best of our ability to walk with him but they do make their own choices from very young as children they do make those choices which still means that you know we still have the responsibility of what our job is but to see that God is the one who works in their hearts and brings them to himself and sometimes don't know why he doesn't or it takes longer we have to accept that as well and he he has a plan that was so liberating how old are your kids when that thought hit i don't remember <laughs> but later definitely older than 10 i'm not sure about elliot yeah so that sort of they were going into teens and yeah probably m from 11 or something like that or 12 12. Okay. So I'm thinking, given that that's, you've told us a little bit of your journey, how about, let's move to the question of how is it that you came to faith in Christ and grew significantly in him? So initially I became a Christian when I went to university and saw that people go to church voluntarily, even <laughs> if their, their lives look very different in the week. That growing up in a place where it was not cool to be a Christian or go to church or confess to doing that. So so that was really odd to me and I started questioning why people would do that and <laughs> then came to, long story short, came to the realisation of why Jesus died on the cross which was always sort of, to me, just a historical event that had nothing to do with me and when I came to this realisation that it was, he died for my sins, there was no choice but to respond to that. I started reading the Bible, soaked it up and and was so amazed at how God could do this for us and Jesus willingly dying for us and my life did change but fast forward 20 years we had been going to churches which had maybe not been gospel centered and often in life when you have when you're showing the contrast to something the opposite you see what was for what it was so when we moved to Brisbane and started going to the church that we're a part of now I realized how we're hearing the gospel every week and how different that is to the application of how to live as a Christian, what the gospel means to the way I live and that liberation of I don't have to be good enough to be acceptable to God which is I think how I'd been living as a Christian because that was my idea of this is what a Christian is you're a good person so that changed a lot and has started a growth which you know what M was talking about with me being 
in the word every day because now it made sense and and I wanted to know more and learn more about God and he is just revealing more about himself to me I feel like the more I'm learning the less I know yes <laughs> totally identify yes so that's been the journey and I'm yeah so amazed at this God that we serve and Jesus who we follow or try to very feebly who's so gracious and merciful to us and loving and kind and you know a lifetime is not enough to to know he is that is awesome and what about you when would you say you fully understood the gospel and, and trust jesus yeah when i was younger we were kind of in churches where what i got from sunday was how to be a good person and so i was always really confused about why jesus died <laughs> and i didn't understand what sin was and my the consequences of sin so it was when I actually remember the moment very clearly when we had started going to the church we're at now and I think it was about three weeks we'd been going there and my pastor just in his sermon you know explained the gospel and it just made so much sense and I just remember sitting there thinking oh so that's what Jesus was on about (laughs) like that's why he died and yeah it definitely took a few years for it to sink in but I think through especially youth ministry and the way God used people in my life and through his word I think I was about 15 when I kind of you know realized that all of this is true it needs to change my life in some way or have an impact on my life and I started reading my bible every day in year 11 and I think that was when I saw more of like a conviction in my life to live for Jesus and yeah I think he's just been growing me ever since and showing me all the ways in (laughs) which I need him and there are many but yeah it's just been a journey I think of understanding why Jesus had to die for me and how good it is that he did and that he's alive yeah it's very good oh yeah so em through this process you've been at this church how long have you guys been at this church almost seven almost seven so you would have been 12 when you 12 yeah when you heard the preacher speak about jesus and it all clicked for you yeah i find that very encouraging because very often we think that teens tweens and kids won't listen to what the preacher is saying I just find it very encouraging that somebody who's young enough to still be considered a kid would be able to hear a, a sermon by an adult and generally an adult congregation and go, that makes sense to me. Yeah, so that's super yeah. encouraging. <clears throat> what ministries are you involved in, Em? I'm involved in youth group, so I'm a small group leader at youth group at my church. Obviously, it looks very different at the moment with lockdown and coronavirus, so it's all online, but that's been really interesting and I think helpful as well to see which of the youth are pretty dedicated to youth group and that they love it so much that they're still willing to hang out on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I love doing it. Super fun. Have you had opportunities to connect with them in ways unexpected or differently to when obviously you have to use Zoom at the moment, Mm -hmm. but have you found that to be more of a hindrance or more of a help or just any surprising elements that have come out of this new way of doing it? I think I've just been really surprised how God's been using it because I personally really struggle with Zoom and using online calls and so I kind of assumed that my girls wouldn't enjoy it but they seemed to enjoy it and I got a lot of positive feedback from them which was really nice because I was really worried about it but God came through (laughs) and they enjoyed it. I think yeah it's definitely very challenging and very different but I'm sure there are ways which God will use it Mm. that 
I am not expecting. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me, M. Tell me about your mum. Yes. What ministries is mum involved in? You're involved in women's ministry, so you do one-to-ones, and don't you do your mission stuff as well? So connecting in people to do one-to-ones and mm. yeah, reading the Bible with women. So tell us a little bit more about that, Corona. How did you get into it? Why do you do it? The women's ministry. All the stuff All you're the involved stuff. in. Yes. <laughs> but let's start All maybe the... with the one-to-one ministry because I know you and I have chatted yes. a bit about that and it's something yes. that's close to your heart and spent time and learning in. I think when we first started going to this church, I kept hearing people talk about getting together and reading the Bible. And I couldn't imagine what that looks like. So one day I asked this lady in our church, can you show me what that looks like? I need to see, you know, experience it. And she didn't have the time to take on another thing. So she gave me this book, which is called Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. And it was such a life-changing book for me because it shows you how to read the Bible, which so much of the Christian life is about it being modeled to others, isn't it? Jesus yeah. walked with his disciples and made his disciples for three years and, and he calls us to do the same. So I think a lot of looking back over my Christian walk has been a lack of discipleship and I think that's why the valley has been there but also I you know I don't grieve so much over that anymore because it has taught me different things sorry I digress (laughs) so I suppose it's also taught you the value because you've known known life without it exactly highlights the value of life with it yes and that's why I'm passionate about good discipleship I'm still learning, obviously. I'm trying to figure it out (laughs) (laughs) and how to do it well, you know, and we all come from different backgrounds, we have different experiences, but that's what's so great about the Christian life, you know, it's not a religion, it's a relationship with God and with each other, and so it's never going to look exactly the same with everyone. So after that, after I read that book, I had a year of training in getting together with women and learning how to do that, how to read the Bible. And that's been so significant in my life. And I just want to keep doing that with with other women and seeing other women being changed by being in the word because that's how God speaks to us that's how we learn about him that's how we see what's going on in us Mm. and that's how we change and grow and walk closer with Jesus amen yes that is a fabulous book I've read it and I've been rereading it recently so Mm. it's a fabulous fabulous book M knowing all of this stuff (laughs) about mum have you picked things up from what your discussions with mum and used these in your relationships reading the bible with friends yeah i think like in the last few years really modeled the importance of reading the bible with people and i think that's really inspired me like when i read the bible with my friends i know i can really trace it back to the fact that you're always talking about how important it is to do that. (laughs) Yeah, so I know reading the Bible with friends has been a big part in my journey and growth and 
Mm. Yeah. I always just think of you whenever I think of one-to-ones because (laughs) you're always talking about it and you're so passionate about it. (laughs) But it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. There's legacy stuff happening right here in the last five years that will go on for years and years and years (laughs) to come, which is exciting. Yeah. That is grace. Oh, yes. Yes. Amen. Oh, yes. So I have another question for you. Corella, what's big on your radar at the moment? So obviously you're very passionate about one-to-one, but is there anything else in terms of your relationship with the Lord or or what's going on in the church that you're quite passionate about? I, I think it's always connected with that. It's obviously at this time with COVID-19, everything seems a little bit different, but it's not really. It's about making sure that you know, people are connected with their church family. And so it's this amazing time where we're being shaken up mm-hmm. out of our comfort zones and we're seeing things maybe from a different angle, aren't we? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, it continues. It's a different way, obviously, of connecting with people. It's getting to know some things that we maybe wouldn't have as we continue our busy lives and and so I'm interested to see what it's going to be like on the other other side and how we come out and is it going to be even harder but anyway it's good that we don't know what happens Mm. tomorrow and I think what's really the the other ministry that I'm involved in is kids ministry and that's always challenging to me in terms of you know we've touched on that with how do we make sure kids listen to and hear the gospel and one book I recently read is Showing Them Jesus which is an excellent book Showing Them Showing Show Them Jesus Show Them Jesus Mm -hmm. just realising how we why our children why children often when they leave home leave school leave their faith behind as well and it's if they haven't been excited about Jesus and we need to be excited about Jesus and pass that on because they need to know that it's worth following him and they need to know why. It's a bit tricky with kids ministry. We see them for half an hour on a Sunday. If we're lucky, we have that time with them. So it's very little time. So finding ways to connect with the children during the week which is a little bit different with, you know, that primary school age mm. to, say, with youth group. But there are ways. So, But I'm always thinking about how can we get that message across that following Jesus is such an adventure and you don't want to miss it. That is on my radar as well as the women. There's, there's always work to do. There's always mm. things. And then just... God's grace, I think, is on my mind a lot. How we hear different messages with this virus of some people thinking that it's God's judgment on us. I don't know. I just see his grace, that he is allowing this to shake us up and to not be running this rat race for a while so we can see the other side of what it might look like to stop and look at the important things, slow down and realise that all those things that we've been running around for are maybe not as important as we thought. And so, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I hope we 
take that away from this but yeah there's a lot of God's grace to be experienced and seen in this I think and I don't understand why he's so good to us what about you Em what's big on your radar what are you passionate about at the moment yeah something that I've been pondering a lot is just how God sustains us I think this virus has really shaken me up because (laughs) you know I had my routine I was going to uni I was going to work I had my week planned out and then suddenly that was not my week anymore and Mm -hmm. I have no control over really my life and it just reminds me of that um but God does have control over my life and he is sustaining me and looking after me no matter what's going on and he should be the most important thing in my life not my schedule and my need to control things. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely been um, a big thing, just that God's in control and, yeah, he does sustain us, which is very good because I so often try to live in my own strength and mm. controlling everything desperately <laughs> <laughs> when really I have no control over it anyway. So, yeah, this has mm. been, I think, a very difficult <laughs> and annoying thing to go through <laughs> but anyway but it's been good but it's necessary. Been, yes it's been necessary I think yeah. and how yeah. has that kind of realization and this whole process of thinking and coming mm. to acceptance that that's a situation how has that changed how you react and how you live your day mm. I, <laughs> I think really only in the last like I think it's made me realise how important it is to carve out a time to read my Bible, which is something that I'm always learning because, yeah, I can so often be really good for a week and read my Bible well and then go for another week and read it very sporadically. But, yeah, it's just so important to make time to spend with God. And I was thinking this morning, like, how are we meant to enjoy God if we don't spend time with him? Mm. I can pray, God, just help me to enjoy you today, but then I don't spend any time with him, so how am I going to enjoy him and learn more of him and who he is? So that's definitely a big one. Yeah, and, you know, we've got so much time at home, so (laughs) I should be making that time. (laughs) Definitely learning to do that. It's yeah. a process, isn't it? Because as yeah. we come to realisation about something, doesn't mean that behaviour automatically yeah. changes. Yeah. But I think God works in our hearts and our minds. And, yeah. And I think it, there's so much worth in even praying, help me to enjoy you today. Yeah. And going, oh, wait a minute. Well, that means I should be spending more time with him. So mm-hmm. it's all a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is keeping you standing firm and growing as a Christian at the moment and that's a kind of a big question mm-hmm. so anything that pops into your mind whether it's something you're doing something you're reading mm-hmm. we all know ultimately it's Christ and because yeah. of his grace that we keep going mm-hmm. but he provides us with so much so what's what's working for you and helping you to keep your eyes focused on Jesus I think just reading my Bible and reading Christian books yeah I've had more time to do that over the past few weeks and that's been good I was reading, what is it? A Praying Life by, what's his name? Paul Miller. By Paul Miller, except then mum stole it and now she's reading it. (laughs) (laughs) So I only got a third into it. Oh, you finished it now? Dad stole it off you and then I stole it off him. Oh yeah, Dad stole it first. (laughs) I've read it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have it back now, please? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, anyway, that book was helpful (laughs) before it got stolen from me. (laughs) 
But yeah, it was just talking about how praying with God is like having a relationship with God, not just spurting off requests. Mm. Yeah, which is always helpful to think about and reshape how we think about prayer. I think very timely to read. It was a really helpful book. Yeah, it's a yeah. good book from so the third I've read. Uh, what about you, Corona? What's keeping you standing firm? That book has definitely spoken into this time for me as well, and and more as a confirmation of how prayer works. Mm-hmm. That it's it's not just you know your few sentences or whatever you do in the morning, and then you know nothing, and then you go on with your life, and then do the same the next day. It's about realizing how God works in you through you and through circumstances one example for me has been as my children grow up and are going through teens and have you know are sort of coming out the other side and together with that what I mentioned earlier of not being in control about how they turn out is the power of prayer and how when I see something I instead of wanting to fix it I will turn it into a prayer and then what is I don't know why I'm surprised every time <laughs> but I see him answering these prayers mm-hmm. and that to me is so precious you know because it's something that we don't have to pronounce to everyone it's just between him and I and what he's doing in someone else's life that is important to their walk with him and their growth in him and my growth in him and I don't know why it surprises me every time but yeah that's precious. So that's a particular book that's really had quite an impact on you. Yes the other one can I plug another book? Go for it. Another Jen Wilkin. Another Jen Wilkin, which is None Like Him, which goes through 10 attributes of God that are just attributes that belong to God and they are different to the way these attributes don't belong to us. And yet sin makes us think that we could be like God in this way or in that way, but we're not. So to have it spelt out like that, this is who God is and this is how he's different to us and why it matters and why it's a good thing. So that's been, it's not a big book, it's an easy read and it's fabulous and really highly recommend this one and the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Stand into a book review. Yeah, (laughs) But, but these have been books that have spoken to me so significantly and loudly. These are things that we know about God. Yeah. You know, we know that he is all knowing. We know that he is sovereign. We often talk about how he's sovereign especially in this time, mm. you know. But what does that mean? So in the back of the book, for mm. the benefit of our listeners, it says God is self-existent, self-sufficient, eternal, immutable, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, sovereign, infinite, and incomprehensible. We're not. And that's a good thing. And now I want to borrow the book. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. It's really good. Because how often we can recognize that God is self-sufficient, and yet we also try to be self-sufficient. Yes. And we like we give lip service to God as sovereign, as you said, 
Yeah. But we certainly act very often like we are sovereign. Yeah. It's the root of sin, isn't it, that we want to be like God when we're not. And her second book is about how we're made in his image and what are the things that we reflect that are of God. What is that one? In his image. In his image. And I like him and in his image. What's good graphic that? design. <laughs> A good cover always helps, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> So, anything else you want to share that's been really helpful in keeping you keeping on? No, I, I think, yeah, just being in his word, and this has been helpful. These books have been helpful. Always learning about who God is. We'll never get to the end of it. And it definitely, you know, this time has challenged us in terms of what is important and it's interesting what is in our hearts, right? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, yeah, challenging. Quite confronting, I think. When confronting we, is the word. When we see yeah. our sin for what it is. I think that this time has been very revealing mm, and very yes. confronting because yeah. we think we can cope. And it's not even that, it's not even hard, really, to live here in Australia through this process, I think. Mm. I think Australia has been one of the countries where the whole social isolation thing hasn't been quite as isolating as mm. it has been for other people in other countries. And yet, oh my goodness, mm. <laughs> just that change, it really yes. does bring out sometimes the worst in us. Yes, and even the fact that, you know, I don't think, I, we don't know anyone who has had the virus who's been affected by it, mm. you know, health and that front. You know, when, when it first started, the fear was sort of, what if I get sick and what if one of our family or mm. friends or church members or, you know, people we know, what if they die from this? And that's a real fear, but it's, that doesn't seem sort of on the like radar, on the radar right? at yeah. all anymore. And yet it could still happen. Yeah, you know, totally. We're still going into yeah. flu season, but different things are revealed. Which is good, which is us. Hmm. Em, you mentioned one of the things that you really remember and admire from your mum is her regular Bible reading. What else would you say is things about mum that you would like to carry on with your own kids one day or as an adult as you grow and mature? One thing you do is you just write out Bible verses all the time. And I feel like every notebook in the house has a passage in it. <laughs> Even if it's like not your notebook, you just find a notebook and you're just like, I, I need a notebook today. I'll grab this one. I remember like my English notebooks used to have your scripture passages in them. <laughs> and anyway, I just find that really cool because it just means there's literally... There's scripture everywhere. You just can't get away from it. <laughs> I'm just put it everywhere. <laughs> and especially like a few years ago when we were still at home doing school, you would always stick stuff up on the walls. I just remember there being like Bible verses everywhere. Really? Yeah, just on the fridge and in the bathroom, just <laughs> everywhere. I really like it. It's so funny because I'm really bad at memorizing yeah so you just stick it places. stick it places yeah <laughs> it's good i like that's something i'd like to do Start just write out notebooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> two pages and then. and then that says stuff about my consistency <laughs> slash inconsistency <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't want to expose you <laughs> you may you may go for it i think that's special one day you might find that book again and yeah, yeah. open your old english book and go oh Remember when Mum did this? Oh look, there's some five. <laughs> oh yeah. dear. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's awesome. Funny. 
Corona, what advice would you give new mums? For me, that was difficult. I know some mums don't struggle so much with that new phase. But I think, as I was saying to Em earlier, it is a time where you might not have all that time for yourself like you used to. You might not have that regular morning first thing in the morning you sit down and you read your bible that's out the window Mm. so making sure you somehow in that time keep your focus and your eyes on jesus i don't have that experience so i'm not sure that i have anything helpful to say because I didn't do that Mm. and I found it really really difficult in those years to open the Bible and I don't know why Mm. but that was my journey so maybe the opposite don't do that no (laughs) (laughs) I think if Bible reading is you know a sense of I have to do this then it's not going to be first on your list it is about what's in the heart and motivates you to want to be in God's word so knowing that you can't do this job by yourself and not trying to do it by yourself I love 2 Corinthians 1 where Paul talks about how they despaired for their lives and they were they thought they were going to die And he says, but this was so that we rely on God and not on ourselves. And that has been a verse that has helped me. And further in that letter, when he talks about the thorn in his flesh that kept him humble, is Jesus saying to him, my grace is sufficient for you. So those are things that have helped me later on in the journey. I wish I had relied more on God, less on myself Mm. to do this job. But again, you know, as we talked about before, that was how God allowed me to walk for that time. Because now I see it as this was the period that you did your own thing. Now let's go and Mm. see what it's like when we do it my way, you know, God saying that. So I'm so grateful for him for doing that and not leaving me at walking by myself, yeah, in my own strength. And and what about you? Any advice for young folk, teens, as they try to live out their lives as Christians? Yeah, I think it's hard. (laughs) And I think especially when you're a teenager, the world is screaming so many different options of who you can be at you and who you should be. And a Christian isn't on that list. And so I think the only thing you can do really is just keep reading your Bible and praying that's how God changes you and I found that that's how he's always kept me on track just reading his word always points your eyes back to Jesus yeah if you're a Christian and a teenager which are two very uh, challenging things to be at times I think mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep reading your bible mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's all you can do yeah yeah I happen to have a little inside information so <laughs> <laughs> inside information being that you have some good Christian friends and I've had the great pleasure of observing from afar <laughs> and sometimes not afar because it's in my dining room or my lounge <laughs> yeah of meeting together with other Christians mm-hmm. can you tell us how that has helped you yeah I think when you see when, when you have peers that are also you know Christians and if they're passionate about Jesus it's just really encouraging because it shows you that you're not alone and I think often as a teenager you feel like you're the only one Mm. or no one understands you and these are really like natural feelings to have I think but yeah it reminds you that you're not alone not only do you have God but you also have 
his church and you have people in his church who are your age which is so cool and I think having Christian friends is just such a great blessing. I know not everyone has uh, Christian friends their age but I think if you do don't take it for granted. Yeah it's such a special thing that God has blessed me with in my in my journey. Yeah I can really see how he's used it to grow me closer to him. Yeah I, I guess as well seek them out. Yeah. If you if you don't I think there are probably so many young folks who feel like that they're alone and yet there's somebody else who might feel the same. So it's just, mm-hmm. a, I guess, in some sense, it's a matter of reaching out and, and being encouraging. And I've already seen that because, obviously, my girls have only lived here for coming up three years. But from early on, they made good Christian connections because people reached out and they mm-hmm. cared for each other and cared to talk about deep things and, mm-hmm. and what the Bible has to say and pray together and, and all of those. That's very encouraging from my perspective as a, a bit of an outsider, I suppose. <laughs> or, or a man of a friend. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would hope to say that has come to mind? Read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really enjoying falling in love with Jesus. You know, he's always surprising. He always does things that we don't expect and says things the way we wouldn't necessarily have said them I love that and mm-hmm. to explore that and to to get to know that is wonderful it is an adventure it is like you don't know what's around the corner and we are super privileged to be a part of God's family and get to have a glimpse of who he is this side of heaven thank you so much for spending this time I've really enjoyed it I hope you have too <laughs> We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Lydia Project. We would love you to share this episode with others, whether that be by word of mouth, social media, or leaving a review on iTunes. You can find us on most platforms using the handle at TLPCWCW. Special thanks goes to our platform host, the Gospel Coalition Australia. Music is Wholesome 7 by Dave Depper. And voiceover is by me, Jennifer Mary. I'm going to ask one more fun question. And one more fun question is, Anne, what is Mum's favourite movie? I actually don't know. Something dramatic that will make you cry. And you'll say, I can never watch this again. Mm. And then you watch it again. Mm. And then you cry. Mm. <laughs> I don't know which movie this is specifically. <laughs> but it has to fit that criteria. Maybe like... <laughs> hmm. I'm not sure. You don't like musicals, do you? No, I don't like You don't musicals. like musicals? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let it, tell us, Corolla, the suspense is Yeah, what is your favourite movie? Yeah, I did not um, quite enjoy that. Okay, that so you was... didn't like it? No, it's a thriller and we haven't finished watching it, so... Did it make you cry? No, it creeped me out. And... <laughs> so that doesn't count? No, not creepy, don't like creepy. Yeah. Um, 